This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Charlie McDermott. Welcome to episode number 219 of the Good Neighbor Podcast. And today we have uh, my favorite combination. It's a husband and wife team. We have Rob and Anita Eisner. And they are with, actually, own Personal Touch Landscaping. Guys, how are you doing? We're good. We're good. How are you, Charlie? Doing great. Appreciate you you making time and coming indoors for a little bit. And uh, want to know more about I spent some time on the website and uh, absolutely love the work you're doing. I mean, it's, it must be so much fun working outdoors and landscaping in, in 300 degrees. No, just kidding about that last part. But. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about Personal Touch Landscaping. Uh, well, we are a, a full-service uh, landscape company, meaning we do all of the weekly lawn maintenance. We do landscape renovations. We're full-service tree service, tree trimming, and I am a certified arborist to supervise that. We also have a, a full-service irrigation and sprinkler department. And we're doing a lot with the new Wi-Fi-based uh, irrigation timers. We also do a lot of sod and mulch installations for both homeowners and commercial. Wow. You caught my attention at the Wi-Fi. Uh, what was that called again? It's a Wi-Fi-based irrigation timers. How does that work? We, uh, we connect the timer to the homeowner's Wi-Fi system. And it actually monitors the weather before, during, and after the entire day as opposed to the old-style rain shutoff devices that we've all depended on and up until recently, which are not extremely accurate. So many times you'll be driving down the street and you'll see that your neighbor's or someone's irrigation is on while it's raining or shortly after it just rained, and that's the old-style rain shutoff devices. With the Wi-Fi-based timers, the timer is actually talking to a local weather station in the area that the timer is installed, and it knows that it just rained plenty, and we do not need to allow that to run. They're almost identical priced as the old-style system. They're just much more efficient. Wow. That's very Obviously, in today's, in today's market where we're trying to conserve, and you're trying to conserve water and energy and, you know, everything from that, obviously everything comes at a cost. So if we can save some water usage... You know, that's just doing the environment better. And obviously, in the future, I'm sure it's all going to be headed toward this wireless system. Yeah. Wow. Thanks for sharing. What a uh, nice tool to have. And I know I hear that in my neighborhood. Every time the water bill comes each month, they're complaining about, oh, my goodness, you know, how much uh, it was. And I, I would imagine there's some decent savings there when you're not watering your lawn, when good old Mother Nature's doing it for you, right? For sure. Yeah. You know, and, and not only are we saving water, but it's it's also doing the right thing for the landscaping because excessive water is just going to cause things to rot. And we get excessive water, you know, with our with Mother Nature, as you mentioned. It's just uh, it's, it's good for the environment. It's good for the utility bill. And it's good for the landscaping. How'd you guys get into the landscaping business? It really was always my therapy. Anita and I are originally from the diner industry back in the upstate New York region. We met there and we ended up buying it and having a very successful operation. But in between meal parts, that was kind of my therapy. We I out playing in the garden and, and got much recognition for having one of the best landscapes in, in the area. And when we decided to move to Florida in 2004, they say, do what you love. And therefore, we're doing landscaping. Huh. 
<laughs> that is great. So did, did you uh, cook in the diner back in the day? Uh, yeah, Rob was a cook and I was a waitress. And just that, that cook waitress love story happened in the place that we both worked at. And then we were together for a couple of years and we actually had the opportunity to buy it and we did. Very cool. Wow. Is the diner still there today, Dina? It is. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, you don't see too many diners anymore, right? Exactly. Yeah. This then this was an original stainless steel diner that we had the, the pleasure of working at and 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 you owning, know yeah. and owning for, for just shy of ten years. Yep. Wow. Wow. So Back to uh, landscaping as much as I would want to talk more about <laughs> diners and food and, you know, it is lunchtime for me. So, but um, how about myths that you uh, deal with in the landscaping world? What do you hear? Um, well, I think one of the biggest, I don't know if it's really a myth or a challenge that we, uh, that we kind of chuckle often about is there's a million of us in what we call the landscaping business, but Many of those people really are just grass cutters. It doesn't take a lot of talent or education to cut grass. And therefore, we end up with competition in the industry that sometimes is not the same education level and doesn't have the same skills as a full-fledged company as ourselves and, and many others. So that's something that we're always trying to work through is, you know, in Lee County, all you really need to do is, is file an occupational license and and uh, there's, that's that's your only uh, only requirement to join the industry. And that's a challenge, I guess, more than a myth. But there is much more to it than cutting grass is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. You know, I think I said that kind of in an introduction. There's 12, you know, 12, 15 different aspects of landscaping that we are responsible for on a daily basis as opposed to just cutting grass. Yeah, and I would imagine that's such an easy business to quickly get into. Of course, the downside of it is easy one to get out of, right? If it doesn't go that person's way, they move on to the next thing. Yeah. How about when you guys aren't working in the business? What are you doing for fun? I can answer that, I guess. We, yeah. we work a lot, obviously, as entrepreneurs and owners of businesses. You know, everyone can relate to that, that we put in a lot of hours to make our business workable and better day by day. So, we do enjoy our downtime, I'm not going to lie. We, Our son is in the Coast Guard, so he is constantly stationed every couple of years in a new place and uh, just moved wow. to uh, St. Louis after two years in Puerto Rico. So we got to spend a great time in Puerto Rico, several, several visits there. So we got to see, you know, a lot of places where he lives and do things and we like to stay with friends and either go boating or just be yeah. with friends and our, we don't have a lot of family here so friends are our family and and we spend a lot of time you know just hanging out and you know having a little downtime when we can yep i mean that's the wonderful thing about where we live right you don't have to do much just to feel ah exactly. relaxed and yeah rob so back in the day for rest and relaxation you would do the landscaping around the diner. Do you find that that still plays into your downtime? Are you dying to get outside and work around the house? Or do you kind of leave that <laughs> go nowadays? That's a good question. No, I still putz around my house. Um, I don't get to do as much as I used to. Um, obviously, as, as Anita just elaborated to that, you know, we're extremely busy and we work we work long hours. So and, and there's a huge team of employees here. We, we employ in excess of 50 people. We, we basically let the team do most of the chores nowadays. And, uh, 
you know, the downtime for us is, like you said, just just hanging out with friends, going on a boat, or just even hanging out in a pool with the yeah. dogs. I mean, we just we get great enjoyment out of our out of our dogs, and and uh, they they love it when we're home, and they love to swim with us. So um, that's 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 probably my uh, my therapy nowadays is is really just just hanging out with the dogs in a pool. We are big rescue people, so we take probably the ones that people don't want. So, <laughs> um, but. Yeah, we have a big heart wow, for um, you guys. for older dogs, troubled dogs. So we tend to they tend to flock to us. So <laughs> yeah, we let them come in and eat our house up, and we still give them love yeah. for chewing on the couch. That's great. Yeah, we uh, we picked up a rescue dog. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess right after uh, Irma hit, and uh, uh, we're still not really sure what combination exactly. she is. Exactly. But it doesn't we can matter, guess all day know? what they it's, might be, but to us, it really it's not applicable. So how about from a hardship standpoint, guys, um, what comes to mind, something you've been through, challenge or um, hardship that you now look back and say, we're better for it, we're stronger? You know, there's two things that come to mind immediately is, as everybody did in 2008 with the recession, you know, Rob and I had several properties, whether it be rentals or just land that we held. And unfortunately, you know, that that, that crash that happened to everybody here in the area especially got hurt. It, it knocked us down and we became real humble real fast and realized it's not the things that we had, but Rob and I still had each other to lean on. And... You know, I looked at him one day and he was so upset and, you know, he he said he tried to make our future better. And I said, this isn't going to stop us. We're going to pick ourselves up and make ourselves even better from here on out. And that's exactly what we did. We dug deep into the business and and employed um, some great people, challenged that and, and we overcame that. And then our next challenge was that comes to mind is Irma. So when Irma hit here, so many people had devastation and loss. But, you know, we as a company, especially a landscaping company, have to go in and do a lot of cleanup. We forget or people tend to forget when we have that kind of business that we have people employed who who had their homes lost. We, we have a lot of employment come from Immokalee and a lot of our employees didn't have houses anymore. They didn't have anywhere to live. They were living in shelters and and believe it or not, we had a we had a, a a large handful of people still coming to work every day. They didn't have a home to go to, but they were coming and showing up for work every day and working their little tails off. And some guys, we had guys employed that didn't have a day off for eight nine weeks. They were working seven days a week. Oh, I got to give them kudos because they, you know, we didn't have air conditioning and we didn't have anything, but our office staff came to work every day and we made the best of what we could and had to come up with a paper system because we didn't have power. It was months worth. I'm really proud of the people that we have working for us. Like Rob said, we have a huge staff with us. We have two full-time office staff who answer the phone. It's not computer. It's actual people you're going to talk to on the phone. And believe it or not, those two girls can probably answer your question if they can't, they're going to find out who can. And we have several managers who have been with us for years. And it just makes our company that much better to have all these people that care about us and care that they have a job and, and want to come to work every day. Yeah, it sounds like you've developed a real close family and uh, you guys take care of one another. We try. It's easy to, you know, as time goes on to forget 
the devastation of Irma. And there were some, we were on Fort Myers Beach. And I remember saying goodbye to our home, thinking 15 foot storm surge, I'll never see this place again, let alone the island. And, and fortunately, that didn't occur. But, you know, coming back on the island and, and going through Estero and some of these areas that were like two and three feet underwater and just seeing homes gone, it was, uh, I, I don't know how. You, you you deal with that and then work and then, oh, yeah, by the way, there's no power anywhere. I mean, little, you know, we had to deal without having any power for two weeks and no air conditioning. And that was painful. <laughs> but I didn't have to work outside all day long. You know? Oh, man. Wow. Yep. Yep. So one thing you wish you knew our listeners knew about your company, what would that be? Is that There's a ton of education that goes into what we do to be more than those grass cutters that we were talking about earlier. We hold uh, Lee County's irrigation contractor's license and then went ahead and found out that that, wasn't ap- that didn't work in like the city of Cape Coral or city of Naples. They had their own rules. So what I ended up have to do is I actually went and got my state license. So we have county licenses and state licenses for a lot of what we do. Irrigation, as I just mentioned, our pest control license obviously uh, is another avenue that we didn't even mention yet, but we do fertilization mm-hmm. and pest control and that's a, another difficult license to obtain. I'm a certified arborist for all the tree care work that anyone could need. Again, a bunch of companies out there that call themselves tree services and don't have a clue what an arborist is. I'm one of maybe 20 or 30 certified Water Star accredited professionals in Lee and Collier County. And what that means is that we can certainly audit your irrigation system And the water star is the same equivalency as the blue star that you see on electronic products uh, that UL has listed on them. That's the same thing here for water star. And then on top of that, you know, more than 20 of our employees have our Florida Certified Horticulture Professional Certificates, which is a 14-week college level education program that they go through through the state landscape association which is called the florida nursery growers and landscapers association they put this program on and it's um as i said 14 weeks of of classes for three hours a a a week and then it's a four-part test in the end and they got to pass all four tests to obtain that certification so it's just uh it's a lot of work a lot of education to be good at what you do we can all you know do this business without these certifications but you know you just leave uh you just leave room for error and we just want to be the best that we can be so we're striving to to just have as much certification and licensing as possible. I love it. I love it. And it's great you're sharing this with our listeners because probably for most people, their number one investment, I equate it to, and I, I probably not a good good example, but if I'm going to go to a heart surgeon, I want to go to a heart surgeon who is the most capable, knowledgeable, right? Yeah. Versus yeah. someone just getting started. And, and certainly if I'm looking for someone to take care of my home and the, the increase its value, certainly someone who can answer questions. And what you shared in the beginning, sharing the latest and greatest technologies to the tried and true formulas that you just know works versus a guy who just bought a few mowers and says, yeah, we can help you with your landscaping. Sure. Charlie, here's one thing that's, that I, I should have mentioned is it's, it's, it's important and it's probably worth anybody's time if they make it this far through the podcast is you know, a lot of people show up, a lot of landscapers show up on your property and uh, and you as a homeowner will tend to go out and ask them if they can trim your trees. Mm. And they say yes. And you may ask the next question if you're fortunate enough, not many ask the question, but you may ask them if they're insured. 
And they will nod and tell you, yes, what they don't understand as a landscape business and what you don't understand as a homeowner is landscapers insurance or lawn guys insurance will not cover them if they have an accident doing tree work. So that, that was a that was a big myth that I had in the beginning myself. I did not understand that as well in the very beginning until obviously I've, I became educated. And, and, and that is worth anybody's time right there just to listen to your podcast is, yeah, pr- pr- protect your investment, protect yourself and, and make sure their people are insured for the class of work that they're actually performing. Awesome. Awesome. That is great to know. And guys, I'm sure there are listeners who want to know more about your company. Where can we send them? We're really happy to have a a great office staff. We enjoy them calling the office, Personal Touch Landscaping. And our phone number is 239-560-0574. Our website is being worked on. We've got a lot of things in the near future happening. We actually are purchasing a larger piece of property to grow our business again. Wow. So we're, we've got a lot of things down the pipeline we're going to be working on and moving. And hopefully the website will get updated soon. Definitely call the office. We can help you out or we can send you in the right direction. We have many, many, many connections. If we can't help you, we're going to send you to someone that we trust. Awesome. Well, Robin and Anita, it's been a pleasure. So happy to hear of uh, your growth and wish you the absolute best going forward. Thanks, Thanks, Charlie. Charlie. Thanks for having us, Charlie. We appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast. To nominate your favorite local business to be featured on the show, go to goodneighborpodcast.com. That's goodneighborpodcast.com. Or call us at 239-224-4105.